Hello, Frighters! I'm Holland Elise, and this is Fight or Fright. Hello, 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 loves. I apologize, but this bitch got a job, and so I've just been trying to get back in the swing of things a little bit, and so that's why I haven't done an episode in a little bit. But I am so glad to be back with this fun, awesome, great creative outlet. And I would like to begin this episode by saying I would love, love, love if you could please go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. I know it's been a while, but if you enjoyed this, if you enjoyed my other episodes, it really helped me gain listenership and all of that stuff. And please just say nice things. Nice vibes only. Like... I don't need the hate. You can just go fuck yourself if you're going to write mean things like I don't I don't need that in my life. But if you like this podcast, if you like what I'm doing, please rate and review. And I am going to welcome a special guest for this episode. My wonderful, beautiful, amazing roommate, Brianna. Hello, hello, guys. I am a lover of all things true crime. I'm also actually, as of now... A lawyer. Woo! Thank you. Once, Mr. Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. All She's the semesters the one that of law school. She didn't go to all the semesters of law school. <laughs> Sorry. She got me to listen to um, Let's Go to Court, and so I just had to do that when she said lawyer. <laughs> but, of course. But, yep, she's a Florida Gator. She's a lawyer. She's awesome. And she's my roommate. And... One of the reasons she's here is because her birthday is next week, so. Ooh. And one of the reasons she's here is because she's the one that told me to watch this podcast. It kind of. Watch this podcast. Watch this TV documentary. It kind of broke her brain. I'm not going to lie. I may have cried in the last episode like five times. (laughs) Brianna was really concerned about me. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, do you want me to tell you what happens? I don't know. I don't know. Just go for the ride. Yeah, and I did pretty much go for the ride, and I was a wreck at the end. But today, we are going to talk about the documentary Outcry, which is about the wrongful conviction. I'm going to start out with it because this is going to be a ride, and I got super emotional by the end of this and wanted to throw things at my TV. So I'm going to start off with a wrongful conviction of a 17-year-old, I think he was 18 at the time that it happened, a wrongful conviction of Greg Kelly. He was a high school football player, super athletic. Like, in the documentary Outcry, they played, like, his... They played, like, home videos, basically, of him playing football. And I was like, what the fuck? I wish I had half of this athletic talent. I can't even run down the fucking street. I I go on walks. (laughs) Like... And I just sit on my butt. So I was very amazed by this kid's talent. It was just the way he moved and like all of the stuff with the home videos. It was insane. He played for Leander. Leander. Yes. He played for Leander High and sophomore his sophomore year, he became a varsity player. And that is correct. He like it's a competitive school district like. It's amazing that his sophomore year. Y'all think Friday Night Lights type thing. Like, that's what this football situation is. Oh, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Exactly. Bless you, Coach Taylor. 
Love you. And your <laughs> wife, Connie Britton. You're yes. a goddess. <laughs> but- and fun fact, she played the wife both in the movie and the TV show. Yeah, you, you're the one that got me to watch the movie. I watched the TV show before I watched the movie. Okay, y'all, the movie's way better because it's actually based on reality. <laughs> I have a huge issue. I love the TV show, but I'm like, but don't call it Friday Night Lights because that's not what it actually was. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, I love that show. And then you got me to watch the movie and the movie is really good. But it is a lot like that. It's like a small Texas town where cheerleading, football, that's like, that's life. That That is your Friday night is going to watch your high school team play football and cheer them on. Yeah, I was going to say, when you say home video, I'm like, um, sweetheart, I'm from a small southern town and that's just what we call Friday night TV. <laughs> yes. For, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm from Pennsylvania. We didn't record it as much. Like, football was like a thing, but it wasn't like... It wasn't like these are the best years of your life. <laughs> High school was not the best years of my life. But, <laughs> but yeah, so he plays high school football. He's amazing. He's super athletic. He has his whole future ahead of him. Like he probably could have been in the NFL. And also just like a really good person. His family, his dad had a stroke. His mom, I think, wasn't well either. I think she had cancer, if I remember correctly. And they were both in the hospital. Which is kind of where this story starts to take a turn. So what happens is he's in his junior year. He's playing football, doing great, getting scouted. He'd already signed signed with uh, University of Texas, San Antonio. Like he was already signed and had a school. And he always wanted to be like a Longhorn and be in the University of Texas. Like it's something he always really wanted for himself. And so he was getting one step closer to being where he wanted to be. Yeah. And just also like talk about a dedicated person. He was like going to school. He was doing two a days. He was going to gyms. Like he was. He made time for his beautiful fucking gorgeous girlfriend, Gabri. Yeah. (laughs) Like. But like he he was doing everything right. Like not a misstep in sight. And I think a, a part of that is like his he had a lot of things going on in his family life. And to kind of distract from that, he's like. I'm going to keep myself busy. I'm going to do these two a days. I'm going to do the training. I'm going to like keep my mind busy so that I can't think of like both my parents being in the hospital. And and he loved football. It was his life. Yeah. And he didn't want his parents to have to pay for college. Mm-hmm. And that's part of why he was working so hard as well. Exactly. Especially with medical bills, if both of them are there, like he, he just wanted to take that burden off of them. And with the University of Texas San Antonio, he was able to do that. So it's just, this guy is incredible. And he's like such a good human being. Also, he happens to be really, really attractive. And as Brianna always said during this, that's the most tragic part. Exactly. (laughs) That's the true tragedy in this No, but seriously, Gabri and Greg Kelly are like probably one of the best looking couples I've like ever seen. Oh, yeah. Like they're just gorgeous. They're a gorgeous couple. Until his hair grows out. But that's a whole different thing. He's still cute, but... We could shave that. (laughs) Anyway, so what happens is when his parents go into the hospital, there's, like, talks of, is he going to have to leave the district he's in? Is he going to have to leave the football team? Like, what's going to happen? Is he... And that would ruin his prospects going forward. Exactly, because he'd have to get used to a whole new team. He'd 
be in a different place. He'd have to start school at a different place. He also might not be a starter, even though he's the best, but that's how high school football works. There's mm-hmm. some senior- seniority. Yeah, especially in a small town in Texas. Like, it's 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 their life. Just like Chipotle is my life. Oh. Football is their life. Football's also your life, which is why I also have you on this because <laughs> I know I know football. My my family's a lacrosse family. I for sure know lacrosse better than football, but I still watch football because my dad went to University of Alabama, so like I know football. But I've been watching football since I was two years old. Mm-hmm. So you was, can help me with the throws and the passes and the <laughs> touchdowns. When I was little, I. It, told people I want to be Florida Gators quarterback when I grew up. Because I thought some that dream. was a career. Hashtag, I still have four years of eligibility. <laughs> I also once approached Tom Coughlin because he was my neighbor down in Florida. And I told him I was going to be his quarterback when I grew up. And he said, you know what, ma'am? You're very determined. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> Your house in Florida, you've shown me that thing on Google Maps. It is nice. <laughs> Anyway, so there's there's a lot of like things that could have ruined his prospect, especially of UT and San Antonio, because you like they could take it back. And so in comes what is seemingly at the time to be a miracle, Shama, Shama McCarty, McCarty. I don't give a fuck about that family. Shama McCarty. But but what they start so good takes turn. Just. (laughs) As they say in Let's Go to Court, buckle up. Buckle up. It's going to be a ride. Right now, what I'm picturing is like when I was a kid at the Regal movie theaters, when I would sit in the seat and move along with the roller coaster. Uh, Sorry, the Regal movie what? She always makes fun of the way I say theater. (laughs) I know I say it weird. My mom's even acknowledged this. (laughs) Like, I know, I know. But it's like that Regal thing where they have like the little roller coaster and it's like, Whew. Is there going to be popcorn? No, there's no popcorn. Uh, you're you're going to need some wine like I have right now for this I story. I mean, I do too, which is why I'll probably get slurrier and slurrier. <laughs> <as it goes>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also in the process of getting dumped, so that's a fun fact too. I'll keep uh, you guys updated. <laughs> and I have transphobic people on my social media and on online dating. So oh. that's cool. Not that, not that I'm trans, but the people think I am, and then they think there's something wrong with that, and it's just a whole thing. And then they feel the need to comment. Like, go I mean, get a life. I kind of get the hater part of it, like, on social media, like, trolls. People are people. But, like, if someone swipes with you on online dating to then just say that you're tranny AF, like, what the fuck? I say here's two middle fingers. I also say there's nothing wrong with that. There yeah. are some... You're quoting a Seinfeld quote that you don't even know. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> anyway, but so back to Greg Kelly. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot of tangents on this because I'm here with my with my friend. So back to Greg Kelly. So Shama McCarty. McCarty. There we go. Like I said, I don't give a fuck about them. So she offers uh, Greg to stay with her in her house with her family. Which is not unusual. She's a huge supporter of the football team. She's a huge Booster fan. And it, her house was kind of the hangout place for all of the football players. Also, she has a son who's a year younger than Greg Kelly. And his name is Jonathan. 
and he's he's on the football team as well. He's JV though. He's like yeah. he's not the, he's not on the varsity team. He's oh, JV. He's not a star. And Greg kind of sees him as a younger brother. But Shama was like, hey, like you come here, we'll give you a phone, we'll give you a car, like we'll take care of you. Don't worry about this. And so Greg goes to his mom, Rosa, with this offer. And Rosa, like, she was hesitant because, I mean, that's giving your baby to, like, someone else to take care of. And that's putting a lot of trust into them. Like, if he went somewhere else, he would be with family. And this is trusting, like, just one of his friend's moms to take care of him, which is kind of, like, I'm not a parent, but it'd be a nerve-wracking thing to, like, send your kid away with someone that's not part of your family. So she's hesitant, but he wants to be on the football team. He's kind of talking like, please let me do this. Like, um, I have this scholarship. I have this thing. I have friends here. I can And she also sees it as like him getting to fulfill his dream. Mm -hmm. And she really wants that for him. So in that sense, she's very, very supportive. And she's just a wonderful woman. Oh, Rosa, love you. Love you. You're amazing. But so she's super... She's she's a little hesitant at first. She relents. She agrees. Greg probably wanting to be on the football team had a lot to do with that. So then Greg, while his parents are in the hospital and can't take care of him, yeah, goes and lives with Shama, Jonathan, and I don't know the f- what the fuck the dad's name is. They but they're not important. In the document, they're not super. So. He's not super important, like in this story at the moment. Yeah. So. Well, not even at the moment, just not really at all. He's kind of like, a, we, we know who wears the pants in that relationship, and it's not the dad. It's definitely Shama. <laughs> so Greg lived with them. Shama's business was an in-home daycare. So she had kids all the time. But with Greg's schedule, he barely even interacted with them. It was basically like he had a place to lay his head at night when he was done with his two-a-days homework. And like, he also had a job. He had a job. He had his girlfriend who he spent time with. Like Again, beautiful girlfriend. Oh, so gorgeous. Because <laughs> that's the true tragedy. <laughs> but like, but he, it was basically a place for him to lay his head at night. Like, he, it's not like he was there every minute of every day. He kind of laid his head there. And during his free time when he wasn't doing the like shit ton of other things he had going on, he would be there. So then... Right before his senior year, the summer of 2013. This bitch happened. Uh, this is just terrible. So what happened was there was a kid that made an allegation that Greg, he didn't even say Greg Kelly. He just said Greg molested him. And I want to put this in the forefront. Something definitely happened to this kid. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt something happened to this kid. And I said that from like the beginning of watching this, like, you know, that something happened to this kid and it's horrible. And it was like four years old. And he said, Greg put his pee pee in my mouth, which is not normal kid speak. Yeah. A kid wouldn't normally like be able to articulate that unless something happened to them. And I totally believe something happened to him. I don't disagree with the with the kid, but um, it wasn't Greg. It, <laughs> Spoiler like, alert. It wasn't it wasn't Greg. Like I said, this was a wrongful conviction. Wrongful conviction. But so Greg is he's basically like questioned, arrested, and 
this is skipping a lot of stuff, but like he's on trial. He's he had a lawyer through Shama. Shama hired the lawyer that was his defense attorney. Yeah. Which I feel like is would that you're the lawyer. Would that be could that be potentially considered a conflict of interest? Because potentially, especially with facts that come out later. However, it's not in and of itself mm-hmm. a conflict of interest. But she there was prosecutorial as well as defense misconduct. Um, I, I hate to speak ill of the dead, but Jana Duty, she did not do her duty. Yeah, she's she, a piece of shit, y'all. Well, so it's sad. Like, what sucks is, so the police who were, the Cedar Park police who also were not great they did not investigate at all they just went with okay this kid said greg let's just run with it and prosecute it let's not investigate so the original date that the kid had allegated the abuse happened on greg wasn't even living in the house so they changed yeah, the he'd date moved, he'd moved out so they changed the date and the room that he described wasn't even Greg's. It was Jonathan McCarty's. Spoiler alert, he's probably the guy who did it. We don't know. Uh, we can't he, we like we we won't know if, we don't know for sure, but he's he's a piece of shit. He he, he did other things. Great people and stuff like that. He like, spent, he went to jail like six like he's he has sixteen times. Like, yeah, like a crazy amount of times. And they look very, very similar. When they're like, younger. Like if you yeah. look at modern pictures of them, they look nothing alike. But in their football no, high school pictures, they're like identical. And so like I don't know if it's clear if the child was told I'm Greg, I'm doing this. I don't know if it was like Which the seems child weird just, to begin with. Like No one would go to the kid and be like, hey, I'm Greg. You're going to do this for me. Like, that just seems weird. It does. Also, just from what I know from my terrible knowledge of true crime, especially children often do not identify the true molester because they're so frightened. So there's definitely some frightened and they looked alike. Yeah. Like and they looked like they could be twins. There's a there's like a. I think it was like a private investigator or someone that's like, I looked at pictures of them side by side and like they could have been twins. Their football coaches said that. Their football coach also said that. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, I was looking at that again and I didn't realize it at the time, but looking back, but either way, so he's accused. Cedar police didn't look into anyone else, not even anyone else in the house. They didn't like look at McCarty's, like Shama's husband. They didn't look at Jonathan McCarty. They looked at no one. They went off of Greg, which I do believe that you should believe the child, but I also believe that you need to investigate. And there's a certain like swear, swearability. I don't think that that's the right word. Anyways, in the court of law where like a child, it goes by rules of seven and like a child under seven, it's not that they're not believed, but they're considered less swearable and then, like, it goes up to 14. Like, they can't be sworn in in court? Yeah. Okay. So there's, like, different issues of that. Also, the child never actually identified Greg in a court of law. And never, like, saw... He didn't... They didn't even do a picture thing, did they? Or did No, they, they didn't. Yeah, they it didn't was do like, anything. His testimony was via camera, which is common just to, like, protect... Protect the kid. Yeah. yeah. Protect it. And that's fine, but, but... But they didn't investigate anyone else, which I think... 
There's two other men that were in that house, Shama's husband, Shama's son. And there were other football players and people in and out, in and out of the house. So I think that a little more investigation should have been done. Yes, the person said Greg, but like they never said Greg Kelly. They didn't give him a photo lineup. And then the Cedar Park police. Oh, this what it what is that awful police office? Not minute. Uh not Mannix? Mannix. Not Mannix. The Daily Day. Oh. I Christopher forgot. Daily or Yeah, I think it's Daily. I think so. So he, they're they basically go to like the media and say, hey, this person is accused of doing this. Like, come forward if your kid has been like sexually molested too. And this second kid comes in and Daly goes into the interview room with some woman that didn't even say anything. Daly was asking all the questions. He had his okay, gun so the outright. Woman was a social worker. She was a social. I didn't yes. know if it was his mom or a social worker. Like social worker. But he had his like gun outright visible. The kid like he didn't he didn't really say anything. And then the Daly would ask leading questions. Yeah, and I think it actually was Daly too who said. Oh, what about Jonathan McCarty? No, the first kid brought up McCarty. So, yeah, he brought oh. it up in the second one. The first kid named Jonathan McCarty. The yeah, first kid named, sure. like, Jonathan McCarty, like, as, as like, someone that was, like, around. So, like, the McCarty was named in the first one, and they didn't investigate him. And then in the second one, they, like, basically swayed all of the questions and basically... And the kid ended up recanting. On the witness stand, which obviously was done via camera, he was off-site. But yeah, on in the trial, he said, this never happened. Yeah. Like, he took everything back. And, but the first kid didn't. Because I think something, something happened, happened to, to the him. first kid. I don't know if something happened to the second kid. I Like, we didn't hear enough about him. We just heard him recant that it was Greg. So we didn't hear enough of his story, but... We heard enough of the first kid's story to know something horrible happened to this kid when he was four years old. And that is tragic and awful. But they didn't investigate anyone but Greg. And so the trial goes on. The two kids testify. The police are like, we did nothing wrong. This is the best investigation we have ever done. Spoiler alert, it fucking wasn't. Because well, he didn't investigate anyone else. I mean, it might have been the best investigation that they ever did, but that just... That's really... Super that's actually really sad. Yeah, if that is the actual... <laughs> be, that is actually really sad, now that I think of it. But, so what happens is Greg gets convicted and sentenced... Was it 25? No. So what happens is they come back, the jury, which, by the way, y'all... I wouldn't necessarily go with the jury on this type of case because it's too tough of an issue. And it's too it's yeah, emotional. emotional. But so he gets sentenced as guilty. But then before the actual sentencing comes through with the jury, he's offered a plea deal. And if he pleads no contest to it, he will get out in 25 years. And this is the type of crime that if you do not admit guilt, you will never be released on parole. So he was so emotionally drained, he asked his brothers, he's like, what should I do? And they said, take the 25 years. You like, need to be able to get out. Exactly. Like, you need to get out. And 
his super hot girlfriend, which we will mention again, uh, <laughs> she stands by him the entire time. And so does her family. And so does her family. So does his family. So does his friends. Yeah. Like, there was actually, like, rallying. Yeah. By so, a questionable character. Uh, yeah. So there's this one guy who comes up. I'm assuming you have his name. I don't know. He He's on the right side of history, but, like, he didn't know Greg at all. And I just feel like it's one of those things, if you don't know the people involved, just stand back. Like, you're not the person. But he rallies for Greg and keeps leading these movements saying, Greg Kelly's innocent. Yeah. His name is it's Jake J- Bryden. Bryden? Brayden? B-R-Y-D-O-N. Okay. His name is Jake Bryden, Brayden, whatever. The only reason I say he's questionable is because I, like you said, I think that he shouldn't have been the one to lead the movement. He'd never met him. Yeah. He just like heard about this on the radio and was like, huh. I found a cause to get behind, which is very sweet. Like, I I appreciate, like, I think he should have rallied for him, but I feel like someone in his family, his girlfriend, like, a coach. And she did rally. Oh, and she rallied. She loved Jake. She thought Jake was amazing, and so did Rosa, his mom, because he was fighting for him. And, I mean, they got a lot of support. Yeah. Like, their, their whole, like, rally got a lot of support. And there was a girl in the documentary that was oh, from yeah. that town. Yeah. And she did have something happen to her when she was a kid. She doesn't go too much into it. She just said that she was she molested. was assaulted. Yeah, assaulted or molested as a kid. And she believes the kids. So she found it offensive that this many people rallied behind him, which I can kind of understand. Like, do you know what? No shade on her because I do believe you do have to listen to children when they talk exactly. about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And she she didn't know Greg, so she was kind of like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to believe the kids. And that's a perfectly justifiable stance. And, oh, yeah. She has every right to believe the kids. And for someone that thinks that he could have done this, it would be highly offensive to, like, have all of this rally and support behind someone that, like, just basically he admitted. I mean, in a court of law, he, with his plea deal, he, like... No, because he was convicted already. I wouldn't say he admitted. So it's not like an offer plea or something like that. It's different. Yeah, yeah, but it still makes it, like, for, it for an it, outsider looking in that doesn't know him, it makes him look like he he's saying, I did it, and I just want to go for the 25 years. Yeah. Like, the, and, and, like and, and, that's, and that's what someone can definitely think if they didn't know him, if he was just, like, a name he'd heard that they, they'd heard before. Yeah. Like, I can completely understand that. But he always maintained his innocence. Yes. Greg never wavered in the fact he didn't do this. And can you imagine going to jail for that type of crime? Because that is the time where you get murdered in prison. You could. And what's really sad is when he's talking to his mom, like, once he, spoiler alert, once he gets out, like I said, this is a wrongful conviction. <laughs> yeah. But he's saying, like, every time you came to visit me, like, I just put on a happy face, but there it were was, people that wanted to kill me in there. Yeah. There were people that like, like it was, it was scary. And I'm, I'm not for like vigilante justice, but chomos go fuck yourself. I have yeah, no vigilante sympathy. Just, yeah. Vigilante justice sucks. But like, 
it it sucks because like with this guy, like he didn't he didn't do it. So what happens is he he's he goes to jail and he's in there for three years. But within those three years, there becomes another DA. So uh, there's a huge like overhaul in the DA's office. And the new DA, best fucking person ever, and mm-hmm. I'm sorry I ever made fun of his hair, Sean Dick. Yeah, Han, I really called you out on that. She really <laughs> did. She really called me out on it. I was like, oh man, that hair. And then I was like, like damn it. <laughs> now his hair's awesome. This guy's awesome. So he basically like comes across Greg's file because obviously there's a lot of attention around it. They're still rallying. They still have like social media and things like. And I think my boyfriend, Ken Hampton, comes on the scene. Keith. Now. Keith. Sorry. Hampton. I will scream your name out loud. <laughs> also, guys, DAs are elected officials. Go vote. That shit matters. Oh, that shit fucking matters. Jana Duty? Like, yeah. Someone voted her in. Yeah. Like, you, like, we, especially like with elections coming up. Like, elections are like, important, and as much as like the federal system is important, your state, your local state and local is are huge, just as important, if not more, because that's where change happens. Sorry, I will get off my soapbox. Uh, no, go do that shit. Do your duty and vote. <laughs> Even though I hate doing the duty, but but you do need to vote. It is really really important because. Especially that's where local change ones. Happens. That's where change happens. But also, it's your look. Like, yes, what the presidents and all of that do, they, yeah. that affects you. But like your local government, that has even more of an effect on your day to day life. Yes. Like, for sure. But Sean Dick comes across either by Keith Hampton or the person that Greg Kelly's family, Keith Hampton, and all of them, the private investigator, that they that they got to look into it. Yes. Wasn't Keith Hampton, like, brought, wasn't the case brought to him by his defense attorney, Patricia, whatever? No, because Patricia, wrong side of history. Definitely. Um, But Keith Hampton, I have totally fangirled him. Go look him up. He gets shit done. He's amazing. He has, like, gotten a bunch of wrongful convictions overturned. He just... Oh my goodness! I he's on the right side of history. I am so in love with him. <laughs> <laughs> he is definitely on the right side of history with yeah. almost every single thing that he's done. I think it was the San Antonio Four where like these women who were gay witchcraft. were yeah they were accused of like witchcraft and, and all of this and, stuff and sexual assault, assault of like one of their daughter like someone's daughter yeah but it was like it people was said fake. it was fake and people said that because they weren't happy about. Yeah, women. and he got it overturned, y'all. He also got these two people out that were wrongfully convicted, and he, like, got them a bunch of money from the city. As they like, say in TCO, yeah. True Crime Obsessed, Hero Bells. Hero Bells. All the live killing. long fucking day, Hero Bells. He's, he is amazing. And so he gets the case, and he's like, well, we, there, there are some issues here. I yeah. see some fucking flaws in this shit. <laughs> and so after three years, they get Greg Kelly out on bail. And keep in mind, so actually, just a little bit of, like, legalese type stuff. So they have a hearing that puts a bunch of, like, 
the things that happened in the original trial into yes, question. Yes, yes, yes. The awesome judge, the new female yes. judge, who's Donna also Kelly? super, something like that. But she's also super pretty. Yeah, and that's the real. Catch. She's got the te- she's got the Texas like big oh, blonde hair. Yeah. Like she's awesome. Oh yeah, but she like goes through it, and they go through it with like Texas Rangers, all this other investigation. And basically they show there was no investigation done originally. Like he was just zeroed in on and totally like. And guess the fuck what? What? Daly and Mannix still said they didn't do anything wrong in the investigation. Oh no. And Mannix stands by. He like in the documentary, like stands by everything that Daly did. You want to know a little spoiler? Because I obviously was doing research for this. Mm -hmm. Daly's no longer with the Cedar Park police. He resigned. Whew. There is Jesus somewhere. I don't know about Mannix. I'm not 100% sure about Mannix. But in my research, I did see that after another allegation and another, like, thing of misconduct, he he resigned from the Cedar Park Police. Wow. So it is, like, a very difficult process. Keep in mind, Greg was not supposed to get out. He was not allowed to have appeals, anything like that. So, like, this happening is huge. And even then, he's... He's not exonerated. He is basically... He's out on bail, basically. Like, the, the, yeah. the judge, the judge like, put in her ruling to the Court of Criminal Appeals, like, he's actually innocent. But right now, he's just out on bail until the Court of Appeals makes yeah. their decision. So he could go back any day. Any, any minute, any day. And he's just basically sitting in limbo. He's sitting in limbo. But what's amazing to me is that... Even while he's sitting in limbo, he, like, he gets a job. He lives his life. He He gets a job. He goes back to football training, y'all. He goes back to football training. And what's interesting is, like, this guy, like, I think it was his brother that got him in touch with, like, the person that is, like, with the University of Texas Longhorns. Yes, it was his brother. Yeah, yeah. His brother, like, got him in touch with this person, and the guy's like, Everyone thinks that they're... F- and and he saw him, and the first day, he was on time, and he wasn't completely keeping up, because he's been in jail for three fucking years. Like, he... Keep in mind, still super handsome. Yes. <laughs> but, um, but he's been in jail for, like, three years, so the first day... He was he was kind of keeping up, but he was a little behind. The second day, he was pretty much, like, he was getting better, and he was on time. After the second day that he did that training, he was early every single day. Yeah. And, and he this, was a personal trainer. And this trainer is like, do you know what? This kid still fucking has it. He does still fucking have it. Like, this kid is just amazingly talented. Yeah. And so during those two years... Gabri, his fiance, because they got engaged. Yes. Yay! Oh, love it. Love it. Love them. They went to New York, which obviously means he had to get permission from the parole board, right? Exactly. And she was a, da- she was she's a, a dancer, dancer. So she got in an her background. Internship. So she got an internship and she was working, going to school for like professional dance. So, like, super athletic couple. Come on, super man. athletic and gorgeous, but <laughs> but he goes to New York, but they go to New York. But keep in mind, while he's in New York, the Court of Criminal Appeals makes their decisions at nine a.m. on Wednesdays. So every Wednesday at nine a.m. for and it could take the average. I think is a year. Could take more time. Could take less. And it takes more. It took more. <laughs> he. 
was there. He was in New York. And he didn't, like, have a job with her. He just went with her because they were engaged and he was supporting her. It didn't seem like he was, like, it seemed like he was kind of, like, at home. Like, I don't know what the rulings are on, like, him having a job or something like that. Well, he was a personal trainer in Texas before they went, it looked like, because you saw him, like, being, like, all right, let's go at at a gym. So I wasn't like, sure if he was training or a personal trainer. I'm not so sure. So he was training with the Longhorns guy, but before that, they showed him with his long hair, with like a headband, like with his hair back, and he was like coaching people. He's like, all right, let's go, Macy but, or whatever. But also, who wants to hire someone who possibly is a thought, child molester? But that's what I thought was so amazing, and why I felt like he had so much support. Because I mean, I don't know what it's like and if he was getting paid or anything, but he was, he was definitely, okay. before he went to the Longhorns one, he was definitely coaching the person because there were people like doing all this stuff and he's like, all right, let's go, Macy, let's do this. And then he found out about Jonathan McCarty's going to court for the rape. Yeah, so let's go back to Jonathan McCarty. Um, Motherfucker. This, this woman comes forward and she's like, I had known him two months and... So. He drugged and raped me. Yeah. And he... she goes forward. And that also, I think, was kind of a turning point in the public view. Mm-hmm. But also, she's, she's like... And she's beautiful and She's wonderful. beautiful. She's so sweet. And do you know she what? She had a badass leather jacket on in that, in that dock. And, like, any... Okay, I'm not going to distinguish man or woman. Any person who goes forward on a sexual assault, oh my God, you are the strongest person I've ever met. And like, God bless you. Like, I I have been a victim and I've never gone forward because it's the only crime where you're really convicted. Yeah, you're basically put on trial. Yeah, so like for her to go and do that and then also appear in the documentary. And it was a picture of him. It was like a picture of Jonathan McCarty because they're like, could it have been this guy? Once the once the wrongful conviction was being like discussed, right. she saw a picture and was like, this is the guy that did this to me. And so she came forward. And, and Sean also, Dick again was like, Hero yeah. Bell for days. Yes, ding, ding, ding. again, like TCO says, yeah. fucking Hero Bells for days for Sean Dick because he was like, mm, for let's get this guy. for her. Both of them. Yeah, for sure. So, so th- that is when the 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 tide kind of shifted, but he's still not exonerated, Greg Kelly. He's still It's been it's like I think by the time they went to New York, it was like one and a half to 2 years and it was he's still checking every Wednesday at 9 o'clock in the morning to to see if he's if he's going back to jail like he's he's still yeah. worried that they could decide that they don't give a shit about the what the judge said and what like what she thought should happen like they could put him back to jail any given wednesday at 9 a.m come 9 a.m he could find out he's going back to jail but while he's in new york with gabriel he's checking every wednesday 9 a.m and the one time when he's in new york he checks and it's such a great thing because he like puts it on his big screen TV and is like, and he finds out that he was exonerated. Oh my goodness, y'all. It's such, like, he <gasps> starts crying. Gabriel's I start crying. crying. <laughs> Colin was crying. Um, he calls Keith 
Like they're talking about it, and, and Keith just, is like, "We're we're getting you compensation now, man. Like we're yeah, wait no time. We are on here. This shit. He is he is on top of his shit. He's like, I got the paperwork filled out for you, bro. Come to Texas. We got this. Like and Longhorns. Let's it's, go. <laughs> it's like it's such such like a beautiful moment, especially when like Gabriel comes home and is like hugging him and crying. And it's really funny because you can tell how long they've been together because she's like, what does the top say? And he's like, who gives a shit what the top says? This says I'm exonerated. <laughs> so then they get on a plane back to Texas so that legally, like, everything can be yeah. finalized. And I think I cried like three times in the last episode mm-hmm. when he was exonerated. But then... He goes to court and he gets his exoneration legalized by the same judge that said he was actually innocent. And she's like smiling and so sweet and it's amazing. But then he gives a speech and the speech is not one thing about him and what he went through. It's about the kids. It's about the kids. And he's like, I, I know something happened to you and I am so sorry. And I know that you and your parents think it was me. And I'm so sorry for what happened to you. And I hope in time I can show that it wasn't me. I didn't do this to you. I'm not saying it didn't happen because I know it did, but it wasn't me. And I am so sorry. And it was so beautiful. And then Gabriel and his mom talk. Oh my oh. God. And it's so nice because they, they're they sitting at the uh Keith takes the back seat. Yeah. Takes the back seat. Like, Keith like I said, like amazing man. Because he's like... Do you know what? This is not about me. So it's like, it's Greg and Gabri and Greg's mom. And Rosa. she kind of sneaks in between the mom and. <laughs> yeah. And even Sean Dick, he takes a backseat because he's like, this is not about me. Exactly. And he, you see Sean in the documentary getting ready for a conference about like, when we make mistakes, we need to hold ourselves accountable. The DA's office is supposed to be trusted. And when there's a miscarriage of justice, we need to own it. We can't hide it or slide it under the rug. Also, there's a really funny part where uh, Jana Duty, that piece of shit, anyways, she, like, puts together this hilarious video for, like, their Christmas party or something. And it's basically them all just being assholes. About, about, like, uh, Greg. And then it gets released to the media. Oh, that came back to bite her in the butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I hate to speak ill of the dead. She, mm, I, I, I'm dead. I'll speak no, ill of Hitler. Okay. Her. I mean, but like, <laughs> she's not Hitler. She's not a great person, but she's not Hitler. Fair she, <laughs> like, and especially because she committed suicide, mm-hmm. it wasn't like a like a natural death. Like she, and I think she, it, she, I think com- probably... she completed not commit. She completed suicide. And I think it had something to do with how she handled this case. I mean, because I think she knew it was wrong. Well, I think that once this case, it turned out it was a wrongful conviction, like tides shift from her. I think once Greg got convicted, tides shifted because it wasn't that long after that Sean Dick became the DA. Like, yeah. I think she was kind of unpopular after this happened. And even Sean Dick was like, I never would have taken this case. Yeah. They're, like, with what they brought to Jana, and I also never... also his ADA's assistant district attorney. They're also amazing. They also said, like... We wouldn't even have brought this to him. Yeah, like, what? So, he has this amazing speech. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. I cried. 
a lot. And then, so then they're going to the Cedar Park, like, mayor hearing, not hearing, like, town hall meeting sort of thing. Yes. And they're asking for the Cedar Park police to be held accountable for not investigating anyone else, for Greg going to jail, for the wrongful conviction. And to fire the people who did nothing. Who did nothing. Okay, so I don't know if you felt the same way. For me, the most heartbreaking part of that was Rosa, Greg Kelly's mom. Uh, You mean the part where I was bawling my eyes out? So she wants to go up and speak, but apparently she hadn't formally signed in. And then Greg literally stands up and he goes, can you be nice for a minute? Can you be nice? This is my mother. And she talks about how her husband, Greg's dad, passed away like two months months. before. It was five Five months. Yeah, it was five months before he was exonerated. Exonerated. It was five, like, when, while he was still alive, they were still checking every Wednesday to see if he'd been exonerated. He never got to see his son exonerated. And it's just like, it's so heartbreaking. And I agree so much with Greg. Like, can you just be a human person? Like, like this you're is my mother and like, your Cedar Park fucking police were the people that put him in this position. He had a whole amazing life ahead of him. Probably could have been part of the NFL eventually. Y'all, I'm going to give you a huge downer at the end of this. Oh yeah. 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 But so it's a, <laughs> so he's so she's speaking and she brings that up. I'm bawling. Greg is bawling, Gabriel's bawling, Rose is bawling, everybody's crying. Also, guys, they've already gotten married at this point. Her dress was beautiful. And, and guess who married them? Jake Bryant. Yep, Jake Brayden, Bryden, whatever. whatever. And the last, like, saying, like, mm-hmm. not the vows, but, like, when they were saying the vows and before, like, you may now kiss the bride, Keith Hampton, like, talked. And, like, oh, my gosh, it was so cute. And guys, Jake Bryden even I've put a little... So in love with that. Man. <laughs> oh, and like Jake Bryden like puts in a little quip about how he was like in jail and I'm like this might not be the best like wedding yeah, thing, like, but re- like read the room, bro. Read the room. <laughs> he he's been exact. Like read the room. But anyway, I still like what he did. Like Jake yes. Bryden, I have no issues with him. It's just he didn't know him, so I feel like he could have been a part of it. But heading it, like that should have been like the family. So he's the right side of history, which is the only reason why like I still like him. But I feel like at the same time, like not your place, bro. And I feel like maybe you just wanted to be you wanted attention. You wanted attention, yeah, yeah. But it's just so. So they're married. He's out of jail. He's been fully exonerated. Jonathan McCarty? McCarty. Whatever. He, like, so much time had passed. I mean, it's it'd been, like, six years. So, like, that four-year-old is now, like, 10 or 11. Like, memory, like, honestly, memories fade. And especially when you're young, like, your mind, it's an amazing thing, but it tries to protect itself. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, what happened to you, but, like, your brain has, like, a mechanism where, like, it... It just tries to protect you, especially when you're a kid. Also, you're four years old. Like, my first memory is when I was four, but I don't remember every single thing about that year. Yeah, and, like, obviously something horrible like this you would remember, but, like, the second kid, like, something might not have happened to him, and he could have been coerced into a confession. The first kid, I definitely believe something happened to. But in all honesty, 
they're really not going to be able to put this on Jonathan McCarty because it's been too long. So, okay, statute of limitations has not run. It the hasn't. The problem would be is that they've already accused someone else of it. Defense so, could easily just be like, well, yeah, he was exonerated, but blah, blah, blah. But yeah. anyway, he is he did go to jail for the rape. So he went to jail for like something. And, and she was 15 at the time. So it was st- it was like underage. Oh, she yeah. was underage. And he's a terrible person. Mm-hmm. And guess who didn't speak in this whole documentary? Shama. Shama. Very, very conspicuously absent. Mm hmm. Yep. And she and like she wanted to be Greg's like agent when he went to the NFL. Oh yeah. I was just going like, to say that. Like all this shit. It comes out like all the stuff she wanted like her son I'm She sure. kind of like wanted Greg to be her son and, and she wanted no, just like son. Jake, just and like Jonathan went after like Gabri and all this And this. and just, that was so funny when Jonathan brings that up and he's like bro. Or not when Jonathan like when when Greg brings up that Jonathan like had a thing for Gabriel and Greg's like, bro, she doesn't, she doesn't She's want you. She's not interested in you. Like, and spoiler alert, she never was. Uh, no, um, but there was like a little bit of jealousy and animosity like towards Greg once he started living with them and because Shama put everything into Greg because she's like, it's kind of like the blind blind side. Like, I want to be like known as being a part of like raising this person and be his agent and blah, blah, blah. And that's even, like, confirmed by the helper that helps run the childcare. Daycare. Daycare. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's even like, Greg, like, Jonathan wants to be you. And then there's this whole thing of, like, there's something that the kids said about, like, Spongebob pajama pants. And Greg was like, yeah, I didn't have them. Jonathan did, but I'd wear them occasionally. And, and then the Jonathan's thing. like, I never had them. I never had them. Don't look at me. And then the daycare person, I'm pretty sure she's like, no, he definitely did. Jonathan definitely had them. But what's... And why would you think that that was an influential part and of the case if the, yeah. you didn't know? Well, and the one thing that stands out about Greg is he never tried to hide anything. No. He wasn't... He told the truth, but guys, the whole truth, and nothing... But the truth. So helping God. Yeah. Um, but guys, he he occasionally watched porn. So, you know, child molester. That's sure. that's what they that's what Jana was I mean, Jana was all like, oh mm. it, mm. oh, oh, you you watch pornography? <laughs> it's well, just like, then you're you're definitely molesting It's just like children. another podcast. I can't remember, but I was listening to a podcast recently and they were talking about how like this guy had like a bunch of computers because he was like a computer person like he was an IT oh, person no. and <laughs> one of the computers one of the computers had like pornography and I think it was child pornography but, but it wasn't his computer he was but he it. but because it was at his place they're like boom you did it and he's like <laughs> I have like 15 computers that don't belong to me in this place and but like Greg never tried to lie he yeah. never tried to hide anything even with the Spongebob pants which is so minuscule he's like I wore them, like, once or twice. He's like, they were super long on Jonathan, but they were super short on me. Like, he, like, he never tried to hide anything. And I was really, really happy when he was, like, wrongfully convicted. I'm even, or not wrongfully convicted. I can't speak. Oh, my God. I was, I was happily like, oh, when, what? 
I was happy when they ruled that it was a wrongful conviction, is what yeah. I meant to say. God damn. <laughs> fuck. But, but, like, it was just, it's just so sad that, like, it's one of my biggest fears, personally, is, like, not doing something. But as I've heard a podcast and many people say before, like, it's harder to prove your innocence yeah, so when you're innocent. Yeah. Because when you're guilty, you're going to, like, keep your receipts. Like, you're going to have an idea in your mind. Like, it's harder because if it's just any other day to you and you didn't do anything, it's a lot harder to account for that day. I mean, I can barely remember what I had for breakfast two days ago. Like, you, you I don't... I barely remember what I had for breakfast this morning. Might have been because I was hungover, but I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like you you don't think of those things, so you you're the worst kind of, like... Client, because you can't protect yourself because it was just any other day to you. They say an innocent client is the worst client. It's hard because you can't account for everything. Like Adnan Syed and things like that, where, like, you can't account for your full day because you it was just a normal, regular, everyday kind of day for you. And that's kind of what happened here is, like, he never tried to hide anything. He's like, yeah, I wore those months. Anything that he could account for, he did account for. So, guys... The true tragedy here is that he was going to be a walk-on to University of Texas. And as many of you know, most college football is not happening right now. Fuck COVID. But SEC, still SEC got is happening. And your University of Alabama is leading the cases of COVID. <sighs> we got to <laughs> do better, guys. We got to do better. One would think my stupid Florida school would be leading it, but nope. Dude. The pictures of Florida with, like, COVID when they could go back to the beach is the amount of people that, like, flooded that beach. You know, my hometown, the beaches were never shut down. That's good. Yeah. Is that a point of pride for you? I'm sure. Especially <laughs> with a dad in public health. You know, that's... Yeah, you're... <laughs> no. Y'all, stay inside. Wear a mask. Like... Dude... I, just out of respect for other people. And that's more where I'm at at this point. It's like, I'm more nervous about I'm going to get someone who's more at risk sick, which is why, like, I have, like, such dry hands still. Like, my my yeah, okay, this, my hands look like this, I'm 90 years My hands look like I'm 90 years old. Okay, so this bitch takes, like, disinfecting to a different level. <laughs> to an unhealthy level. Probably, but yeah, no, I come home and I wipe down everything that was in my bag that could have come in contact with something because like I'll go grocery shopping or go to the store and I'll put stuff in my bag. So then I disinfect my bag. I disinfect the other stuff that's in my bag. I take like a shower every time I get like go out and come back in. I take a shower. I wash my clothes. I wear my clothes once and wash like I wash them like I don't rewear them. That's called a normal people thing. Taking a shower after every time you go outside? No, washing your clothes after wearing them. <laughs> well, after one wear, like, I would wear, like, if if, I, if I'm if i going out for five minutes, I used to not wash my, like, put them in the dirty clothes right away. Because I'm like, I wore them for five minutes, it's fine. But now I'm like, I wore them for five minutes. COVID, it's not fine. <laughs> Is that, like, the title of COVID? COVID, it's, it's not fine. fine. <laughs> no. It isn't fine. COVID, the sad Greg Kelly story. COVID, this crap. Well, yeah, it is sad that he, but it's just, yeah, this was a crazy one. And at first, I'm going to be honest, when Brianna was like, there's sports involved, I was like, sports. No, yeah. 
Unless it's the cross, I don't give a fuck. But then I watched it. I cried. I was going to say I laughed and I cried. I never laughed. I just cried. No, just cried. I just cried and almost threw stuff at my TV. Which I told her it was fine because it's not my TV. Yes, she did say that. She did say that. <laughs> She's like, if you go, go ahead, it's your TV. It's not mine. And the whole time she was like trying to get me to give her hints as to what happened. I was like, do you want me to spoil it for you? <laughs> And she was always like, no, no. I'm like, then I can't answer that question. It was more rhetorical questions that I was like, I wonder, like, I didn't necessarily want you to answer, but I'm just like, a question would come to my mind and I'd say it out loud. And it wasn't necessarily I wanted to answer it. I'm like, fuck, this is going to bother me. But it's like I didn't even care because it took me like more than I know. three days. I mean, she went out, like, didn't even care. I, I went to wo- I did work. I did. I went to work. I did all five episodes in one sitting because I just could not not know. But yeah, she just didn't even care. She went on a date, in fact. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. did. And I was I like, forgot you it. just really Did it don't tell you how good that date was? That I was like, wait, I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh gosh. I feel like the red-handed girls when I talk about online dating. It's yeah. just a fucking mess. Ugh, it's the worst. Yeah. 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 But again, guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you came, Brie. Well, you're actually like always here with me, but I just like speak to you so I don't sound like my fucking awkward ass, <laughs> weird, dumb, quirky self all no. the time. Happy to be here and I'll be happy to come back for other podcast editions that I know a shit ton about. <laughs> I will give you guys my southern drawl and offbeat opinions. <laughs> Hot takes, as one would say. One might say that. But for, sh- for sure, thank you guys so much for, for joining us. It's been so much fun, especially having Brianna here today. <laughs> it's been so fun. It This is like what I love to do. So again, I just want to say... You can follow me on social media at Holland Elise on Instagram, Fighter Fright Pod on Instagram, Fight Fright Pod on Twitter, and you can email me at fightorfrightpod at gmail.com. And please go to Apple. I have 4.5 out of 5 stars. I had 5 stars. And because I have so little reviews, one bad review ruined me. And if y'all say anything bad about my roommate and best friend, I will probably hunt you down and maybe murder you. (laughs) I doubt that'll happen because then I'll probably be talking about you on one of these episodes. That'd be a great episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like, please be kind. Please don't give me like a one star review. If you don't like it, as much as I want to say, listen, just... Don't listen if you don't like it. Don't go. If don't you go to don't internet. have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Isn't that the golden rule or something like yes, that they said in elementary school? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I remember that. But please, please, if you enjoyed this, rate and review on Apple Podcast. It really, really, really helps me. I want to get to the point where I have like a Patreon or like merch or like something, and I'll get there one day. Yes, ma'am. But. I just, just please rate, review, help me not have 4.5 stars, <laughs> and please say nice things, and I love you guys, you guys are amazing, this is something that, like, now that I'm back in the swing of things at work, and I kind of have, like, a normalish schedule that's kind of set now, 
And I didn't tell you this yet. I got the fucking holiday. <gasps> yeah! My mom doesn't even know this yet. I didn't tell her because I haven't been able to reach her. But yeah, I got like the six days at Christmas that I wanted. That's amazing. Ah! Sorry, guys. Christmas is my favorite holiday because my birthday is three days before it. So I fucking love just that time of year. It's the most wonderful time. And great, guys. I might not legally be able to go home because my family lives in Canada. Spoiler alert. My mom would probably let you come with me. Oh, that's awesome. And you get <laughs> Swedish meatballs. Ooh, which I love. My moms are even better than, like, anything. Than Ikea's. Oh, they're like a billion times better <laughs> because they're actually like Swedish. Like my great grandmother is Swedish and like my the recipes from like her family. From Sweden? From Sweden. From the boat. Nice. It's we one of the things that they carry. Anyway. <laughs> we love you. Perry, guys. You can cancel, like take out whatever you want. But <laughs> anyway. Thank you guys so much. I hope you enjoy. Please rate and review. Follow me on social media. I'm back. I'm back at it. You're going to be getting more content. I love you guys. Adios. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Fight or Fright. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Fight or Fright Pod and on Gmail at Fight or Fright Pod at gmail.com. Twitter is the only one that's a little bit different in there, and that's at Fight Fright Pod. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate it. And it would really help me if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Even just spreading the word to family, friends, people you know that enjoy true crime, mysteries, paranormal, all of that kind of stuff. And this is Holland. And I'll see you next week when I tell you another crazy story. And remember, you don't have to fight this fright.